Welcome to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast, helping people who want to improve their health and change their mindset around food so they can live the life they were designed and called for. I am your host, Adrian Delgado, and in this podcast, I'll give you step-by-step action plans to reach your health goals, as well as my favorite recipes I know you and your family will enjoy. Let's get started. there. Welcome back. It is a gorgeous day today. I hope when you're listening to this podcast, it's a gorgeous day because the sun is out. The weather is warm. Guys, we have arrived. We are in the warmer season, which makes me so happy because I hate more than anything. I hate being cold. So I love spring, warm spring. I love summer. I love everything about it. So Hopefully, you are enjoying your day as well. Guys, I have something exciting to share. We are coming up on our one-year anniversary, and I believe it's going to be next week. We're going to be talking about our top episodes of the year, and when I first started this podcast, honestly, um, I didn't really have any expectations because I wasn't sure is this something I'm going to even enjoy doing? Is this something I'm going to be good at? Are people even going to listen? You know, I had all these questions going on. And I remember I was talking to someone and he told me, well, the average lifespan of a podcast is seven episodes. And I remember, all right, so my only goal is to get to eight. (laughs) That's how my brain works. I just want to get above and beyond. I don't want to necessarily, you know, I wasn't going to commit to a whole year. I wasn't going to commit to five years. I was just going to commit to episode eight. And today's topic actually kind of ties in with that because it's all about what we're going to call minimum baseline. It's figuring out how to show up for ourselves and how to be okay with the small goals, because ultimately, that is what's going to help us achieve the big goals. So like I said, when I started out this podcast, I did not have many expectations. I just knew I wanted to get to episode eight. And now here we are, almost a year later. And I am just thankful for everyone who has tuned in throughout this past year, who has shared this podcast, who has left a review. All those things are really helpful in spreading the word and helping more people. So I told you that today we're going to talk about this concept called minimum baseline. So first of all, what is that? (laughs) We'll go into that. What is minimum baseline requirements? Uh, Then we're going to start to talk about, do you have any of these in your life right now? And do you need them? And if so, how do you even go about making one? So that's our topic for today, minimum baseline requirements. And let's just start out with the obvious, what the heck are you talking about? What is it? So basically, a minimum baseline requirement is the smallest task you are willing to do. That's it. What is the smallest task that you are willing to do? So here's something I see often. A common misconception when it comes to dieting is unless you make these huge significant changes all at once, you're not going to see any changes. 
I mean, think about it. When you have a goal, let's just use weight loss, for example. All of a sudden, your mind starts racing to all the things. I'm going to have to change my diet. I'm going to grocery shop differently. I'm going to exercise every day. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to manage my stress. Like our brain doesn't think of just one thing. It thinks of all the things. And then after we think of all the things, then the next thought that pops into our head is anything less than perfect won't count. So I'm going to create this long list of things that I have to do. And unless I do each and every one of them perfectly, I'm not going to get to my goal. And guys, that is a huge fat lie. It is. When you're in the middle of your goal, you start to hear this inner voice, this perfectionist lie saying, your goal has to be big and you have to be perfect. And I don't know where we came about this, where that thought even originated, but it's just not true. Here is the truth. When you're trying to make huge changes, they're often going to be short-lived because guess what? It's overwhelming. And that long list of things that you wrote out on that paper that you think you need to accomplish, that's going to require a lot of time and a lot of effort to get it done. Now, I don't know about you, but I have rarely met somebody who tells me that they just have all the time in the world. Probably the closest we got to that was COVID. But now that things are opened up and people are out and about again and schedules are are filling up, I rarely come across people that have too much time on their hand and they don't know what to do with it, so they want to accomplish a long list of hard goals just doesn't work that way. And so first of all, first and foremost, I need you to recognize, do you have any of those thoughts? Do you have this thought that in order to achieve a goal, you have to accomplish a list of 10 to 12 items and that they all must be done perfectly if you want to see results? Or if you have been that person in the past, how did that work out for you? How long did you stay in it? How long were you able to be perfect at all the things? You know, I often write goals for myself. I do it at the beginning of the year. I try to check in with myself and it's exhausting. I have a lot of ideas of what I want to do and what I want to accomplish and who I want to be. But I, (laughs) most days I don't have the bandwidth to do one of the things, let alone all of the things. And then we have this other thought, when we can't do all the things perfectly, we might as well quit. Right? Am I, you know, am I, I hope I'm not just talking to myself here. I hope I'm talking to some of you guys as well when you're hearing this, because these are the lies that perfectionism tell us. And as soon as we don't measure up, as soon as we don't do what we think we should be doing, we completely fold. And then we don't show up for ourselves. We don't do anything. You know, it's funny. I was listening to a story about how this guy who was an avid exerciser, he wanted to run a marathon. And so he was already in the habit of you know, working out five to six days a week. So he thought, no problem. I'm already in the habit. This will be an easy transition. I'm just going to change the way I work out and focus more on running than some of the other exercises I did. He did. 
So he creates this long involved program of what it's going to look like, his mileage, his training days, his strength days, his cross training days. And he ends up going on a work trip and misses a day of training. And instead of saying, okay, I missed it. Let's get right back into it. He completely quit. He quit the entire training series. Not only did he quit the entire training series, he quit working out altogether. Altogether. So now the guy who was at least consistent working out has gone from consistency to nothing because his training plan was ruined because he missed one day. And I know that you may not have this exact situation happening to you, but there has been something similar where you have, or I should say the minute that you have missed out on a day because life happened, you got sick, a child got sick, you got asked to work late, that not only did you abandon the, the goal that you were working on, but you abandoned all of it altogether. And so what we're going to do today is talk about this concept called minimum baseline requirements, because this is how you stay in the game. All right. So this concept of minimum baseline requirement, it can um, also be applied to exercise or even food. The trick is to come up with something so ridiculously easy that you can follow through with minimal effort. I will do this with some of my clients. I will tell them we are going to create a goal that is so ridiculously easy that you cannot possibly fail. And the whole point of that, you know, honestly, is, you know, a very ridiculously easy goal going to get you to this life-changing change in your, in your diet, in your body, or any of that. No. But what it does is it teaches you how to show up for yourself. So let me give you a couple examples. Um, I remember I had a client one time who wanted to exercise. And so we just made the goal of exercising for five minutes, three times a week. That's it. Five minutes, three times a week. That was her minimum baseline requirement. She could go above and beyond if she wanted, but at the end of the week, she was going to commit to five minutes, three times a week. Now, was she going to lose 10 pounds? Losing, you know, showing up for five minutes, three times a week? No. No, she wasn't. But what she did do was she moved from a person who didn't exercise into a person that exercised. And she started to change her identity and who she was and how she looked at herself. That's what it means to show up for yourself. All right. The easier the goal the more likely you will still show up for yourself even when you don't feel like it. It's because the goal is so simple. Five minutes, three times a week. Well, of course I can do that. It would be ridiculous for me not to do that. But for some people, even that goal is too much to commit to. I had one lady, her only goal was to put her sneakers on three times a week. We weren't even exercising at that point. I was like, can you commit 
to putting on your sneakers three times a week. And she's like, well, yeah, of course I can do that. That's so silly. That's, that's so simple. I was like, all right, then that's where we start. And we create momentum and we create confidence from showing up for ourselves. And so I want you to think about what is a minimum baseline requirement that you can create to help you start the process. Now, you may be thinking, oh, gosh, this seems hard. I don't even know what I would do. But in fact, you already have some minimum baseline requirements that you already adhere to. You know, for some of you, um, you never go more than 24 hours without brushing your teeth. You know, at a minimum, you are going to brush your teeth at least once a day. That's showing up for yourself. It now, it might not include the flossing and the mouthwash and brushing t- after every meal. Okay, we're not there yet. But you do show up for yourself and you brush your teeth once a day. For some of you, you know, you get a shower every day. Now, if you have young children, <laughs> I don't know. Those days were rough. And if I got a shower, it was a small miracle. But now that I'm older and now that my kids are older, you know, I shower every day. That's my minimum baseline requirement. I at least shower every day. I show up for myself. So you have already incorporated some of these into your lifestyle already. Now, you know, let's just think about it in terms of diet or, or exercise. Minimum baseline teaches you how to show up for yourself and be consistent. And we all know that achieving any goal comes from consistency and not perfection. I even wrote a chapter about this in my book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Consistency over perfection. We've talked about this so much over the past year. You're going to make mistakes. The most important thing is how do you show up for yourself after you make a mistake? Do you completely throw in the towel? Do you throw in the towel and everything else? Because you lump everything into one category as if I can't be successful in one area, then therefore I can't be successful in any areas. Do you keep showing up for yourself? Today, let's talk about creating that minimum baseline. How are you going to show up for yourself? What is the smallest task that you are willing to do so that way we can create consistency? When you think about creating this minimum baseline, you know, we create the goal and I'm going to walk you through it. Um, But I want you to assess how you're doing. Assess, don't judge. Don't make the meaning be something it doesn't where, well, I couldn't do it. So therefore I'm never going to be able to do it. That's called judgment. Assessment is looking at it through the lens of objectivity. Well, you know, was your minimum baseline too hard? You know, do you need to allow more time to get it done instead of, you know, exercising for five minutes, three times a week? Do you need, you know, three times a month? Do we need to increase the goal in the beginning just to make it so ridiculously simple that you can show up for yourself? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter where you start. It doesn't matter if you're exercising for five minutes three times a week or exercising for five minutes three times a month. There's no judgment about the starting point. The 
only thing we focus on is that you're moving and you're moving forward. And nobody gets to judge your starting point. I don't get to judge it. And more importantly, you don't get to judge it. The most important part is that you show up for yourself. And even more importantly than that is you start to learn how to override your brain trying to convince you not to start or why to quit. Because we have, we all have these pesky thoughts in our head. The ones that say your goal has to be big or if it's not perfect, it won't count. We hear that, that, I don't know, I call them faulty defaults. Those lies. We're fed those lies all day long. And then we don't show up for ourselves because in the moment it makes sense. But I'm here to tell you those are not truths. Right? We have to learn how to talk to ourselves, how to recognize those faulty defaults so we can override them. And then when you're ready to change, when you're ready to make your goal a little bit more challenging, then you do. But there's no pressure from me and there definitely cannot be any pressure from you to change before you're ready. So we talked a lot about exercise minimum baseline requirements. Let's talk a little bit about food. Maybe your goal is around food and maybe we start with I'm going to eat one serving of vegetables three times a week. It's funny. I always have clients that come into my office and they're like, I'm probably the worst eater you're ever going to meet. I don't know. I've seen a lot of, a lot of crazy eaters over my 20 years of experience. I don't think much surprises me anymore. But it's not uncommon for me to have an adult come into my office that tells me I hate vegetables and I have not eaten one in decades. Right? Yeah. Okay. I remember I had one lady, she hated vegetables, didn't eat them in literally decades because that's how much she hated them. If it was green, it was an automatic no. And so obviously telling her to eat four servings of vegetables a day wasn't going to happen. So I literally sent her down the street to a uh, restaurant where they served um, green smoothies. And I told her, I just need you to go down there and just get one and just try it and then come back and we'll talk about it. Like, what is the minimum baseline requirement? What is the minimum amount of effort you're willing to do to get you to move forward? And that's where we started. And she came back. She's like, it wasn't bad. And then we build from that. And now this is a lady who gives me recipes for vegetables. But she didn't start out that way. She had to figure out where is she willing to show up for herself? What is the minimum amount of effort she's willing to do to get the needle moving? And she did it. So maybe you're struggling with eating more produce in your diet. And so you start with one serving of vegetable three times a week. If that's too hard, you start out with one serving of vegetable at least once a week. Again, doesn't matter where you start as long as you start. You don't have to make the goal big. You don't have to make the goal perfect. You just have to show up. Uh, For some of you, maybe it's snacking at night. Maybe that's a goal you want to work on. And so, you know, we'll start out with really simple. No snacks after, 
after dinner once a week. That means you get to eat snacks after dinner six times a week. Okay, but you didn't eat it one time a week, and we can start with that. And when you're ready, we can move to two. How are you going to show up for yourself? For some of you, uh, you eat out a lot. You know, COVID got us in a bad habit of, of dining out and supporting our local restaurants, which is a great thing, but now we're not in the habit of cooking anymore. Maybe you start out with, I'm going to eat out twice a week. Okay, sounds good to me. Again, it's not about your starting point. It's the fact that you're committing to show up for yourself. That's what we're focusing on. So I want you to think about what do you want to make as your minimum baseline requirement? I know for me personally, and guys, I've shared this before, so this is not anything new. My minimum baseline is every day I need to read my Bible and I need to exercise. And if those are the only two things that I accomplish in the day, it's a good day. Of course, there are other things I'd like to do. But I don't put that pressure on myself to do everything perfectly every day. But I do require that I show up for myself and I read my Bible and do my devotion and then I move my body in some purposeful way. It does not mean a 45-minute strength training session or a, I don't know, a 60-minute hit class or any of that stuff. Like today, today all I did was a 15-minute yoga video. And that's how I showed up for myself. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to look like this one perfect should. I'm just trying to throw in all the words that we use. You just have to show up for yourself. How am I going to move my body purposefully today? And, you know, what chapter of the Bible am I reading today? That's all I have to figure out. And if nothing else happens, it's a good day. That's my minimum baseline requirement. And I didn't start out where I'm at today. I surely did not. I started out small. I read one little devotional that took me about 30 seconds. And I started working out a couple times a week. And then as I gained more confidence and experience, I started to add more reading. And then I started adding journaling. And then I started finding different workouts that I enjoy doing. And I slowly and incrementally got to the point where I'm at today, but that's not where I started. We need to get rid of this should in our heads of what it should look like. It doesn't have to look like anything. It just has to look like a place where you can show up. All right. Now I have goals. I have things that I'm currently working on. You know, I'm always working on making sure I'm getting my seven servings of produce every day, right? But my minimum baseline is to make sure that I get at least one serving of produce at each meal. That way, if all else fails, I'm at least getting three servings a day. Is it the seven that I want to reach every day? You know, no. But I at least can commit to three servings a day and... As I get more experience with that and I get more comfortable with it, you know, then I'll add more as I'm ready. But these are some minimum baselines that I've recently started adding. Another one that I've tried to add is 30 grams of protein at each meal. For me and my workouts and where I'm at, 
that just seems like a good number to me. That may be good for you. It may not be. Now, here's the thing. If you don't know where you're starting, it's going to be hard to make one of these goals. So I highly recommend journal. See what you're doing. See where your average is. Look at where you're showing up for yourself. Don't just throw out a number just for the sake of throwing it out. But look in at your current patterns and trends and see how you can start to level up. All right? Guys, you can totally do this. And, you know, this spans more than food and exercise. You can think about doing this in other areas of your life as well. But I want you to think about what is the minimum amount of effort I'm willing to do every day to show up for myself so that I can be consistent and meet my goals. All right, so that's your assignment for today. Um, Let's see here. What is your recipe? So we are in the process of planting our garden. We have so many things in, and I'm excited because we're going to be doing more planning this weekend. Um, So today, I picked out a recipe for freezer pickles. I don't know if you've ever made your own pickles before. At first, I was a little intimidated by the process, but... Um, If you have some freezer space, you definitely want to try these because they're so simple. They're so easy and they just, they make things taste better. I mean, who doesn't like pickles? So for this recipe, you're going to need four cups packed. So not loosely pack those cucumbers into those cups when you're measuring. Four cups of sliced cucumbers and You can slice them to about an eighth of an inch thick. If you want thicker, go for it. Um, I'll be honest, a mandolin is probably the easiest way to do this if you own one. If not, you can slice them with a knife. Um, Just make sure you use that guard when you're using your mandolin because I've seen too many injuries with that. So four cups of sliced cucumbers. You're also going to need two cups of sliced onions. Again, you can do this on the same setting on your mandolin. You're going to need two tablespoons of water, four teaspoons of salt. Okay, so let's just stop there for a second. You're going to mix together the cucumbers, onions, water, and salt, and you're going to let it stand for two hours. Okay, this is the pickling, part of the pickling process. All right, so you're going to mix all those ingredients together and let it stand for two hours. Next, you're going to drain, all right? So you're going to pour all the liquid off. Basically, when you add salt to a product, you start to pull water. So you're trying to dry out the pickles a little bit. You're going to drain the liquid off of the cucumbers, but do not rinse, okay? We need that salt for the pickling process. So drain the liquid off, do not rinse, and then go ahead and return the cucumbers and onions back to the bowl. Next, you're going to add three-quarter cup of sugar, one-half cup of vinegar, I just used the white distilled vinegar, and one teaspoon of dried dill. After you add those next three ingredients, go ahead and mix all of it together, and then I want you to let it stand until the liquid comes up over the vegetables. So that might be an hour or two, all right? And then once the liquid rises up over the vegetables, you can go ahead and put them in containers and freeze. 
So I tend to put mine in mason jars just because it's a little bit easier. Um, this recipe is going to make about four half pint jars or two pint jars, depending on which containers you're using. But um, honestly, it's just so super quick and easy. Um, yes, it takes a little bit of time, but most of that time you're not doing anything. You're just waiting uh, for the pickling process to do its thing. But it might be a fun activity, uh, especially if you are growing cucumbers in your garden this year and you have a surplus and you're not quite sure to, what to do with them. This might be a fun activity to do with the family. All right, guys, that is your lesson for the day. Thank you so much for showing up. Thank you for listening. Again, I appreciate all your support and um, we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricspa.com. Or you can find us on socials. We're on Instagram at Bodymetrics Health or on Facebook at Bodymetrics Health and Wellness Services. The book, Nourish, Eat, Repeat, is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you.